Welcome to Lab Chats Podcast, presented by the Football Lab Soccer School. My name is Riccardo, an Italian coach living in California. Thank you for joining my journey. Ciao. First thing, thank you for the flag. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for the flag because uh, it's, uh, it's a flag that a lot of times I'm, uh, I'm asking to the players uh, what kind of uh, country is that, what country is that, and nobody knows how to Nobody knows what country. It's a little test question for everybody. <laughs> somebody, to, somebody told me Africa in general. As, <laughs> as close yeah, enough, right? I'm not going to say that. So <laughs> about four years ago, if I'm not going wrong, mm-hmm. I received a phone call. I, I remember exactly where I was when I received a phone call from a sir uh, with a very strange accent asking me for training. And great, new, new mm-hmm. players uh, from a South African uh, gentleman. Uh, because his daughter wanted to get better and uh, she started very late playing. What age did you start? I started playing when I was 11. 11, so yeah. pretty late. Mm-hmm. Usually they start four or five, yeah. right? Uh, and I remember, okay, I, uh, no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. So I remember the first training with such a strong presence, a strong girl with almost zero Skill. specific skills <laughs> yes. right mm-hmm. so we started pretty much almost from zero yeah and in four years i have to say you probably caught up probably mm-hmm. like good 90 yeah uh, and i like to underline this because a lot of times uh, i hear coaches saying oh it's too late it's very she's yeah. or he's too old to mm-hmm. learn no there's never too late There's always a way to learn. It's going to maybe take a little longer, but there's never too late. What do you think? I think that's very true. I think it also depends on the coach, um, like the passion that the coach has to put in the time, the effort to be able to get the, you know, the the student basically to get them caught up. Um, I think it's first the encouragement and then the determination of the student to be able to get caught up. And I will, adjust, I will add to that, uh, that from the very first moment, you were completely open to learn anything. And you were like a sponge. So you just wanted really to learn everything. Mm-hmm. And that really made my job a lot easier because mm-hmm. then you really learn. learn. We, we broke all habits and we built new habits. Yeah, and that was we, the, probably the difficult part. That was the difficult yeah. part, yeah. And then from there, we will we build up new skills and new mm-hmm. skills. And, and over that, a new knowledge about the game, which had a lot of times about mm-hmm. the game in general. Um, so I, I always liked this deep trust that you had in right. me. And so yeah. I, 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 had, I always had trust in mm-hmm. you that you could catch up. Uh, very hardworking player. You barely miss any days of training in four years. Mm-hmm. I don't remember you missing any training, unless you were maybe out with your family on right. vacation, right? Um, are you ready to warm up for a warm up? Yeah, of course. Okay. Name? Lenique Bauer. Favorite number? 10. Your favorite sport? Soccer. <laughs> your second favorite sport? Probably rugby. Your favorite activity out of soccer? Um, tennis. Tennis? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. <laughs> uh, your favorite player? Ooh, done. 
Hmm, okay. Uh, oh, let's see how much you know here. Name three famous professional clubs. Why you set me up like this? <laughs> I don't know any. <laughs> Big I'm... problems with girls soccer. So no, no professional clubs? No. Okay. <laughs> I will ask you the next one. Uh, I don't know though. Name three famous professional Italian clubs. I know um, they're all good. Not even, <laughs> not even my favorite, my club. You've mentioned it multiple times, but... Uh, so. Name three famous professional players. It can be women or men. Okay, Dunn, Messi. Um, probably, I'm trying to think of good women players. Um, let's go with like Ronaldo. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I want to give good women... There's multiple women. The whole, Amer the whole US women's team is amazing. Uh, favorite school subjects? Or college school subject. Probably, right now, marine science. Okay. Favorite music genre or genres? The 80s. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Do you speak any other language? Yes, Afrikaans. Afrikaans, that is the language of South Africa, right? Yes, one of the 11 official languages. Okay. Uh, do you know any Italian words? No, you should teach would me. You, would you like me to teach you any yes, Italian words? What, what word would you like me to teach you? Um, teach me determination. Ooh, that's very close. Okay. Determinazione. Deter. Mi. Mi. Na. Na. Sione. 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 Determinazione. Determinazione. Okay, that's close enough. Uh, I'm not the to keep enough. practicing that one. <laughs> okay, are you warmed up? Yes. Perfect. Lenique, why you play soccer? I play soccer because it challenges me and it gets me out of my comfort zone every time I practice. Um, there's nothing, there's, it, I never feel comfortable. I never feel like I'm in a good space where I don't have anything more to learn. There's always something else to be doing, something else to be working on. Um, I appreciate the physicality that it involves and also the teamwork. Um, you can't play the sport by yourself. You can't, you know, be players yeah. by yourself. You need the whole team behind you. So you think this this fact that you're never completely fully comfortable is because you started later in your life playing? I think that is definitely a part of it, and it has put me in a position where I multi multiple times I wanted to quit. I wanted to be like, no, this is it. You know, it's almost it's too difficult to get caught up. It's too difficult to be in a place where I feel at the same level as my peers or my age group. Um, but that's the exact reason why I haven't stopped because that's that's where I find the motivation. <laughs> that's good. Well, I hope you keep your motivation also when you when you figure out that you you are at your level <laughs> you are at the level of your peers. <laughs> at what age did you start? You already told me. Told me. Eleven. Eleven. And did you start because you asked your parents or because you know you tried because you, amongst other sports you just try also soccer. Um, coming from, from South Africa, I played field hockey, okay. so moving to America, there wasn't field hockey to be playing, so I thought the closest thing, you know, soccer, <laughs> ball, feet, you know, running, goal, um, had the same kind of concept, so that was the closest, so we were like, why, why not give it a shot, um, and yeah, I totally fell in love with it. What age did you move? I moved when I was 10. You were 10? Okay. Yeah. So you were not young, young. You were already... I was already older, yes. Uh, what position do you play? I play defensive mid, um, yeah, or outside back. And 
it might be the same position or not but what's your favorite position to play if I ask you okay you choose your position where would you play I genuinely do enjoy the four um, but I feel like there's something in me that wants desires to play the eight or the ten to play a middle um, you know middle position where I'm more flexible to go up and stay back um, and that's why I also enjoy the two and the three is because I'm able to make those runs up the sidelines. They play all field. Yeah. Full field. Mm -hmm. What is the most exciting thing about a game, in your opinion? What is scoring a goal, making an assist, beating an opponent 1v1? Um, I think the most exciting thing is when your teammates do something that you've been practicing for so long or you know you've been practicing it together and it finally comes together it all comes in one piece and you get to fulfill that um, and obviously at the end of that hopefully you're scoring a goal but even if you're not it's that through pass that you've been practicing constantly and you finally make that through pass beating a player um, it's those moments that make it exciting when practice pays off yeah so also individual most uh, if you see more individually also you're thinking that way you practice this kind of technique right. mm -hmm. and it's just coming out in the game and you're successful with it yeah, or also um, when you're super tired um, and you're exhausted and then you're able to find that determination inside your to make that run back, to beat that player once again, that moment afterwards where you're like, I still got it, or I, I have that in me to be yeah. running back when I'm completely exhausted. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, how much winning or losing influence the thought that you have of your own performance? Let me explain. Let's say your team is winning a game, wins a game, but you had a, a very, very poor performance. Or vice versa, your mm -hmm. team is losing the game, but you had an amazing performance. Right. How much the winning or losing influence the thought of your own performance? I think it does a lot. Um, I Personally, I first evaluate how I did um, on the field. I don't evaluate whether we won or lost. Um, a lot of my feeling about the game is about how I did personally. Um, so even if we win, I'll give, you know, credit where credit's due to the players that made it happen, to the team as a whole um, that made it happen, but then go home and reevaluate what I could have done better. Mm -hmm. um, vice versa, if we lose, still give credit where credit's due. There's still parts in the game, even in a game that you lose, that you did something good. The team came together in some part. You were just not able to reflect that in the score. Um, and you can do amazing. You can do even better than the team personally but still not get you know a winning score. That happens as well. Um, but if I did something personally where I feel proud of that, feel good about myself, um, obviously I don't boast that in front of my team, but I go home and feel, okay, I feel good about that. How can I reflect it again in the next game? Or how can I even better that? Um, I think it's all about self-evaluation. Yeah, I think it's important also for your own confidence. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're able to see where you didn't do good, even if your team won, now you can right. improve. You're something mm -hmm. to work with. Right. Uh, the other way around, it's important for your confidence too. Uh, if your team lost, mm -hmm. your confidence doesn't depend from the loss. Yeah. Your confidence depends how much you did uh, in personally. your in personally. Exactly. Yeah. So. How do you stay motivated uh, during those days that you don't want to train? Every everybody has those days. You just don't want. You're tired from work, from this, from that. How how do you find motivation in those days to keep training? Um, I think it's about how I wake up um, with the mindset of it. First of all, I think soccer is obviously one of my passions, but it's also my job. Um, I consider it 
part of like doing homework or it's it's I have to put in time for it every day it's not really a, a choice if I want to you know do better some days it f- doesn't feel like a job but then other days you have to encourage yourself to be like no this is this is a part of what you do during the day you don't get a choice whether you want to go practice or not um, the other part of that is surrounding myself with people who encourage me um, my father is a big part of that encouraging me to constantly practicing and finding ways to make it not feel you know like a burden or anything like that so I think yeah I think it's just finding a way to feel good about practice feel good about it and work on things that may not be so easy but find find good in it um the other part is I don't hasn't happened often um most of the time it's it feels good to be going out um gets your mind off of things mm-hmm. soccer is a way for me to escape um, reality yeah. rather than feeling like a burden that, yeah. that was my also my question to you I remember when I was playing that I even in those days that I didn't want to mm-hmm. go after I yeah. was so happy that I did go and right. deeper because my head was so light and so I was so relaxed after mm-hmm. no matter what was a good or bad practice just was good for me for my yeah. body and for my head and sometimes you just have to force yourself sometimes you just yeah. have to be like you have to be hard on yourself and be like no get up and go do it. One of my old coaches uh, used to tell me that those days make the difference in your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the days that you're fresh and rest and you want to go yeah. motivated. In the game, there are moments that you want to be done or mm-hmm. you're in struggle and you still have to deal with it. You so push through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those days are going to make the difference in your mm-hmm. career. And those are the moments you also remember looking back. You're like, those are the days where I felt, felt I had most improvement yeah. was when you push through. Yeah. yeah. Are you a student of the game or you just play the game? Let me, t- let me explain. Uh, are you one of those players that says, hey coach, you tell me what to do, I'll, ju- I'll do it. Or you on your time, you watch games, you, you kind of study, you ask questions, you want mm-hmm. to understand. What kind of player are you? Um, I'm definitely the type of player to be watching a game while doing homework. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely the one to get distracted and constantly be watching the game. Um, but you don't know the name of the players, though. You have to learn the name. Yeah, I need to learn the name of the players. But <laughs> I feel like you can gain no matter if you know the player or not. Um, I agree. So, yeah, I'm constantly watching even just college soccer. Um, kind of looking at the players in my position. Yeah. Um, interested in what are they doing that I can be improving? What is something that I want to try on the field next? And so then in practice, I get homework done quickly so I can go outside and try <laughs> that, that try that trick that they did or... Um, whatever it was that excited me. Yeah, and I can add to that that you are definitely a student. I, uh, we, we spend so much time talking about the game where you, you ask questions and, and the moment that you ask me a question, I'm happy to, to tell, me, tell you my opinion because then right. it's my, my ideas. The moment I explain to you, I explain to myself and I clarify my, to myself, oh, okay, <laughs> I have these ideas. Yeah. It's very interesting. It, it's not one way. It's an it's exchange mm-hmm. of information and ideas. I remember when I asked you um, how to play midfield because that was one of the positions I want to try really bad and I want to try for mm-hmm. my team, my club team. And you were like, okay, let's get the cones. And so we had a whole practice of just moving cones, seeing what kind of runs a midfielder makes. Um, what does it truly mean to be a good midfielder? Um, basically the six um, yeah. holding mid. So. Yeah, that was really fun. That was a great practice and doesn't yeah. always mean you have to be active running back and forth, yeah. um, intellectually learning about the game. Yeah, it's knowledge is a lot. And, mm-hmm. and I, I've been myself a study of that position mm-hmm. because I was not a good six. I was not a good midfielder in that position, but I, I would love to be. Yeah. 
And I was a different kind of player. That's why I love those players now because yeah. I I've never been one of those. So I yeah. studied them. I'm like that looks like a hard position. I want to know yeah, how they do it. <laughs> That's hard. What is your last thought before a game? Before you step on the field? Before I step on the field is I I don't know. I'm just overwhelmed with excitement okay. and adrenaline. Um, definitely. But my last thought is probably just, I don't know. It, it's not a, it's not a specific thought. It's more of a feeling. Okay. Um, I don't. Every time I think back about like a game where I started the game, what kind of feeling? It, it's more of a feeling. It's I, more of a if feeling. I think about and the picture of the game, the field, the ball in the middle, kind of like yeah, anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, do you have any lucky rituals like superstitions before if you don't want to tell it's okay it's, it's <laughs> no. a superstition um not really it's just more of a pattern of when I, before a game it's more of waking up it's a um, ritual really. it, it's yeah, not superstition but it's a ritual yeah i think i just do better when my whole morning even if even if the game's like in the mid, in the middle of the day it's the whole day is just determined on that game nothing else matters i'm not doing Anything before or after the game, the whole day is just based on the game. Before I'm listening to music, the get me going, watching soccer um, games, just getting pumped for it, and then afterwards it's just re it's evaluation. Yeah. So the whole day is just based off of that yeah. one game. Uh, there is a specific way you kind of told me. There is a specific way you find focus before a game, like watching watching like highlight soccer. That could be a way. Yeah, watching that. Um, sitting. Like your... Me and my dad kind of have a thing where on the drive to the game. Um, he's just talking to me about what I need to be looking for, what I need to be, you know, thinking about on the game, just kind of boosting me up. So it's kind of like, that's kind of a part of it is him encouraging me. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's more of a pattern of yeah. the feeling before a game. Yeah. Nothing mm -hmm. in specific. Yeah. yeah okay. And knowing your dad, I know is going, is a positive encouragement. Yeah. It's not, so oh, you have to do this, you have to do that. No, it's, it's a very, very positive, positive encouragement. Yeah. It's definitely positive. That's super important. That's also an advice that I would give to dads and moms mm -hmm. on the drive. Be positive. Yeah. Tell them you love your kids and you love to watch them play. Don't yeah. just overwhelm them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, how much soccer do you think it's an individual sport within the team sport? I believe when I got older and older, mm -hmm. it was more and more individual than a team sport yeah. because the mind games play much more uh, in your head when you're a little older. Yeah. How does that work for you? Yeah, I agree. Um, I used to think it's all team sport, but I think the more, as I got older, I'm starting to realize it's a lot more individual and your individual will affect the team um, a lot. So even in just your, your mood of the game, like yeah. how you feel about it, in that moments where the team, the opposing team scores on you, how you react to that is so, so much more, it affects you more personal than it even does the team a lot of times. Or I mean, it, it affects the team greatly, but personally, if you're talking down upon yourself and talking down in your head about the team, um, you're setting yourself up for yeah. a negative outcome. So I think it just, it's really individual. And I call it individual development in these younger ages because of that. Also, mm -hmm. like, uh, a college coach, a national team coach, will not pick up the whole team. Yeah. We'll pick up one, two players mm -hmm. that individually stand out, mm -hmm. technically, tactically, or just like you said, as far as being good teammates and, yeah. and being positive. Mm -hmm. Often on the field, yeah. yeah. 
uh, what uh, is this journey teaching you? Uh, what about what soccer is teaching you translating in your life? A lot. Um, patience is a big part of it. I was so like constantly being like, oh, I need to be in a specific space. I need to be um, at a certain level by this time. You know what I mean? I need to, I, and that was, it's all translates back to just starting late. But I think that's one of the, the parts that have caused me to have the most realization of like real world situations is sometimes you're just not going to be where you think you're going to be um, right in that moment. But then looking back and being like, I'm going to evaluate where I've come from and be thankful for how, where I've gotten up to now. Um, so mm -hmm. patience, how to stay determined by yourself. Um, definitely. Um, a lot of things, just, you know, that mental hurdle of trying to get over what you think is failure and what you think is um, negatively looking upon yourself. Um, just obstacles constantly, working with people, being a good leader on and off the field, whether you have the captain band or not. Um, yeah, just pushing yourself to your full limit, um, but not being too difficult. You've on been captain your last year before. Yeah. Okay, when, yeah. you, when you play now, uh, remember, um, it's a while that you don't play. Nobody's playing because mm -hmm. of this pandemic. But you were captain, right? Yeah. So that's a good, uh, like starting late, you were right to be captain to a team. So yeah. that's a good. And I think observing ca captains and taking pointers from them is a big part of absolutely, it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one thing that you like and one thing that you hate about the game and about training. So something I hate about both of them? Yeah, one thing that you like about game, one, like, one uh, thing you don't like about games, and the same for training. Um, if there is. Yeah, I don't think there really is. I think I've, sadly, I think recently with everything going on in our world, um, I look at training, I, I started looking at training as the goal because I used to look at training as just the step to the game rather than just focusing on the, the practice as being my whole, my goal and giving it my all there. I always just looked at it as, oh, okay, this is just, you know, a step before showing myself in the game. And now that we don't have games, I've had to look at it much differently. Yeah. Um, but something I don't like about it, I think the something I don't like about it is the exact thing I do like about it. And that's the challenges, um, both in the game yeah. and practices. Yeah. Um, I hate it and I love it at the same time. Which is good to treat them kind of the same way. Because mm -hmm. you should play uh, exactly how you train. Yeah. How do you deal with doubt and fears? Sometimes it's easy to run away from them and not deal with them. But it's through confronting them that you make the most improvements. Um, I think I, I, just, I just challenge them head on. It's kind of just not trying to avoid them because the longer you avoid them, they're still going to be there. It's not like they're going to go away. Um, yeah, I think it's talking about them, like bringing it out to the light, what you're fearing about, like especially the future right now is one of my biggest fears. So just talking about it, um, expressing that to even to you. Um, yeah, get people behind you that encourage you and be like, it, those fears are the exact thing that's going to be able to push you forward and make, make you even a better player. I read somewhere that the fears that we have is exactly what we need mm -hmm. to be moment. better mm -hmm. in that moment. And sometimes it's just the way you look at fear. Sometimes fear is not really a... You can, you can 
look at fear in a way that it's not doesn't become fear. It becomes as a you know encouragement. It's or, not like an enemy. Right. It can it can become uh, uh, okay. Where do you have to head to get mm-hmm. better? Right. Uh, same thing for Dal. One of one of the the it was a coach of the coaches in mm-hmm. Italy. <laughs> uh, used to tell us. Uh, Without doubt, doubt is a blessing. Without doubt, doubting yourself, there's no way you can improve in yeah. your coaching and that's also in your playing. So doubt true. is good. If you have some doubts, then you have something to work with. Right. If you have no doubts, you might be stagnant. Yeah. Uh, so tell me one story that influenced your journey as a player. It can be a funny story. It can be an anecdote. It can be a story of, an, of a pro player that you like. Any story. Um, I think a lot of the things when I think about my biggest improvement in soccer, my biggest, um, yeah, the biggest things where I found most improvement and most helpful was moments where me and you just stay after practice and talk. Okay. Um, I find that very helpful. Um, and those are the moments that I cherish because it's in those moments where I realize why I love soccer so much and why it's. It, it is what it is to me and why it's such a big, you know, part of my life. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'll even question that. Be like, why am I so serious about soccer? You know, it would be easier to do this or that, to just not, you know, be putting in the amount of hours that mm-hmm. I'm putting in. Um, but it's in t- talking to you that I realize it is people like you that I admire and want to be like. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very ha- very happy to, to hear that. Mm-hmm. Honored. Uh, Arrigo Sacchi was mm-hmm. one of the probably one of the most successful Italian coaches. He used to say that soccer is the most important things amongst the less important things in That's your life. Really good. So yeah. of course there are most important mm-hmm. things, but amongst the less important, soccer is the most important. Point. Yeah, because it's not just a game; mm-hmm. it's much much more than a game. It's definitely a lifestyle. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree absolutely. Um, so what's the next chapter now? Hopefully college. Hopefully playing soccer in college. That is what I'm definitely striving for. Um, it's been a, quite the challenge, but I think it's going to be that much more of a reward when I finally do get to play in college. Yeah, so college is definitely next, um, and I'm really excited for yeah. it. Yeah, so for, for a player that started at 11 years old from almost zero, that's, that's a good journey. That's a good goal yep. to get to. So hopefully soon uh, the situation will be a little better and, mm-hmm. and play again. And what do you expect from this? What do you dream when you're going to play college? What's your daydreaming? What um, I daydream about... I, I daydream about me feeling confident on the field. Um, I think I, I do struggle a lot with self-doubt and whether I'm going to be good enough for this or that. But in my daydream times, I definitely dream about being a player that makes a difference on the team and dreaming about a player that... In, encourages her teammates to be the best them and being the best, you know, mm-hmm. her. And then also I daydream about soccer literally just being my life, waking up, going to soccer practice, um, eating breakfast, second practice, going to lunch, third practice. Like just being a constant lifestyle, training hard and um, really being able to focus on it, not having all these side distractions. Of course. There are distractions, yeah. like having other, having a job, having school, that's kind yeah. of distraction. Yeah, there's a definitely a lot going on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it's, it's very good. I can tell you it was, when I was younger, definitely a lifestyle. It was my life and it still is my life mm-hmm. because it's 
big part of my day. It's, it's now it's yeah. teaching it, and and I love every second for how tired it is. There are going to be moments that you feel a lot of pressure, but it's always important to remind yourself that you really love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a love and hate relationship, but those relationship human and, and not human they are the one that really are deep mm-hmm. when you love and hate love and hate but the, there's feelings mm-hmm. if there's feelings there you're, it's you're important something. Yeah, yeah there's something okay so do you think that the catch-up game is over now the catch-up are you are you are you done with catching up with your peers your age skill wise te- tactical wise and all that um i think i'm caught up in the sense that i don't i feel like i can i i can stand my ground Um, but I'm never the person to just be like, okay, I'm caught up now. Just relax. So to me in my head, I'm like, you're never caught up, um, until you, until you, until the one day where you're like, I'm dead. (laughs) So I'm never going to be caught up. I'm always going to be looking for something to be working for. And, um, that's, what's exciting. Yeah. Stay ahead of your game. I, Mm -hmm. I, that's, that's in life. It's not just in soccer. You never think you're you're done. Mm-hmm. You always have to be ahead of because everybody. as soon as you say for a second, oh, I'm I'm done. I can relax for a second. They're ahead of you. Yeah. So you I gotta agree. keep pushing. So I agree. Um, but yeah. Okay. So well, I'm looking forward to <laughs> the next hour training with you, and then yeah. I'm looking forward to whatever is coming next. I'm very uh, I'm excited um, to, to 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 be part of your journey, and I want uh, I want to thank you, but in your language. So if you can teach me, thank you. I'll okay. teach you in Italian. It okay. means grazie. 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 Yeah. 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 Grazie. Grazie. <laughs> And uh, that's thank you. Simple. Okay. So. Donkey. Donkey. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Donkey. Perfect. It's like donkey, but it's donkey. Donkey. Okay. Donkey. Donkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I was going to say. Uh, Bye, but you, you just told me you have a question for me. Yeah, I thought yeah. I would you know, turn the table. Of course. What is the next chapter for you? What's next for you? Oh, that's good. The next, uh, the next uh, chapter for me that I'm trying to do uh, is, uh, is uh, this podcast. I want to, I want to uh, interview players. I want to get ideas from players. And... I'm sure that the ideas and the thoughts about the game from players can help younger players. Uh, I want uh, basically you guys to pass on your experience to youngers. And I will pass my experiences, but my experience is a little far away. I'm getting a little older. So it's, it's, it's good for, for younger players to give experiences to, to the little players that are coming up. Because a lot of times they don't have... Uh, there's not a culture in the US yet mm-hmm. like uh, like in Italy or in Europe where you you talk like you said it's beautiful talking about mm-hmm. soccer it's beautiful because you you know how important it is mm-hmm. and i feel they there's not enough uh, time or space to talk about soccer here and if there is i feel it's a way i want to convince you of my ideas Very true. which isn't shouldn't be everybody has their own ideas Uh, let's talk about ideas and share them and enrich each other. And That's count the way. all of them valid. Exactly, invalid. all invalid. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't want to try to convince you my ideas are right and yours are wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's prove them all. Mm-hmm. And whatever works on the field, that is going to work. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to, to build this, this platform, this podcast, 
to speak about football, but not soccer, but from a perspective on a young player. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what I've always been. I, I love teaching young players. You've definitely built a culture in, you know, you, you, the group that you have going um, personal training. You've definitely built a culture of let's share, communicate. Um, let's, you know, if you don't have time, we find time to talk about soccer. And I'm excited that you're taking that culture to a next level yeah. and being able to share that to many more players. Um, and although they don't get the privilege to play with you, they get to hear you talk about soccer, which is also amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one day I will probably, I want to organize some games, maybe with, with players that I train. I would like to do that. I, I love, I would love, I did, I did already last summer, I organized camps for youngers. That's an idea also that I, that I want to uh, bring forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm actually trying to go with the flow right now and trying to think what's the next step for my trainings. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I, I like what it's heading, where I'm heading naturally, without forcing things. Definitely. Uh, I want You've to... already come so far from it's, uh, it's been, where yeah, you started. You... But again, it's, uh, you have to let it flow. Mm -hmm. Let it flow. So. But I also love how you're, you're never stagnant. You're never like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I have the group that I have and we're, we're doing... No, let's do a podcast. Let's do videos. Let's keep pushing. Let's find groups. You know, yeah. let's... Let's find a you know a group where we can all play together. You're constantly moving and looking to um, improve, so it's awesome. Yeah, it's a it, it, it's a fun thing. I think if 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 it's fun for you, it's fun for me, and the other way around. So if I'm having fun, ninety percent, ninety nine percent, you guys are having fun. Oh, one hundred percent. So it's that's why I'm trying to find ways to have fun, more fun, and, and bring like you said. I'm happy you, you you see this culture. I'm trying to to bring the culture. Yeah. To, to change a little bit the culture in my in my little area in my little world mm -hmm. to change it a little bit the vision mm -hmm. uh, and it's my vision it's mm -hmm. my personal vision and like uh, we said before it's not the right vision maybe it's my vision I'm mm -hmm. just throwing ideas out there and, and try to open uh, to, to approach with an open mind yeah. the game uh, the game gave me so much like I said before it's a love-hate relation it's mm -hmm. been with for me mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to somehow give back in a creative way, in my own way. So thank I think you. You're doing a great job. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and uh, I definitely I would like to have more uh, more chats with you about anything else definitely. in this episode. This is, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The beautiful game is where everything starts and everything ends. This journey is made of personal stories, creative ideas, regular unique people, and real experiences. Lab Chats is made of training and coaching alchemies, and the aspect that influenced the science and art of coaching the beautiful game. And in the end, the journey reveals itself as the real reward.